Welcome to EEN Moms Talk. We are going to explore how we are called to care for God's creation, what that looks like for modern moms, and how we can make better choices to protect our kids from environmental harm. Now on to today's episode. Good day, everybody. This is Beth Bond, your host for EEN Moms Talk. And today we're going to do something a little different than what we've been doing. Uh, you know, EEN Moms Talk is a program part of the Evangelical Environmental Network. And one of our other programs is called Young E Evangelicals for Climate Action. And they have fellows. And so today we're going to talk to Michael Shoup. She is going to be a senior next year at Malone University, and she's ambitious. I really like that. She has a double major in zoo and wildlife biology and environmental studies with a minor in psychology. She has been a Christian since she was 17 years old, and she continues to love and serve Jesus in everything that she does. This past year, she was a climate leadership fellow with the Young Evangelicals for Climate Action, and she was challenged this year to make a change on her campus. So she decided to create an environmental club from scratch for the Malone community to become involved in and to have a way to be a part of climate action. She's super excited to see where this takes Malone as a community and how Jesus is going to work through this club to help Canton, Ohio community as well. Welcome, Michael. Hi. It's so good to hear have you here with us today, and we're really excited to hear about your work and your walk with Jesus. So let's let's just start. Um, let's let's put let's put a setting right. So tell us about Malone, um, and 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 for those of us who don't know where Canton, Ohio is, tell us where that's located too. Okay, um, Malone is right off of the highway. Whenever you're going to Canton. And Canton is in the northeast part of Ohio. Um, it's a pretty big city. Um, and Malone is a Christian university. Um, and that's what kind of drew me to Malone. Um, it's a, like, small campus. We only have about 2,500 students. So it was very small, but it's very home-like. That's awesome. And are you from Ohio originally? I am. I'm about two hours south of Malone. Okay, great. So um, I, I'm really fascinated with the, because I mean, for a small campus, you wouldn't expect to have zoo and wildlife biology and environmental studies being offered. So um, tell us about how you chose your major. Sure. Um, well, I chose my major um, my second year. I went in as a freshman, as a pre-veterinary medicine major, and um, we at Malone, we have a small community zoo, so we work with mammals, birds, and reptiles, and um, my sophomore year, I felt like God was calling me to more of the caring um, side of the animal work, so I prayed about it and talked to my parents, and um, I decided to choose zoo and wildlife biology to kind of um, take on the role of being a steward of the animals that God has given us and um, not only the animals but like their environment as well. So that's kind of like how I chose zoo and wildlife biology. That's really, that's really sort of cool though, right? Because 
It's not, mm-hmm. you know, everyone loves zoos, but it's not necessarily something that people necessarily think about um, majoring in, right? So I'm mm-hmm. just curious, do you have classes that talk about sort of the biblical call to care for God's, you know, other creation beyond humans? Um, and are they talking about sort of, you know, impacts of climate change and things like that? Yeah, that's um, my main zoo and wildlife classes are uh, surrounded by the biblical call to be stewards of not only human life, but the animal life and the planet life as well. And um, we always talk about how climate change is affecting the animals, um, which affect humans. And um, yeah, it's like, it's a main topic in all of my classes. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I can guarantee you that was not a topic in any of my classes when I was in college 150 years ago. Um, so you picked this picked this major, and was that where you sort of got introduced to creation care, or were you already leaning towards creation care before you got to college? Um, before I got to college, I only heard about it in high school, so it wasn't like it was more of this is a problem, there's really nothing you can do about it. And then when I got to college um, and kind of um, changed my major, I took an environmental sciences class. And that is where it was like, hey, there's a problem, but there is something you can do about it, even though you're in Ohio. So um, that is, yeah, that's where I kind of started um, thinking about what impact I personally have, not as like a community as a whole, but like my personal life, how that affects climate change and how um, it can negatively and positively impact it. And so um, what were sort of the, sort of the, besides the fact that like in Ohio, you actually can affect, right? Caring for God's creation. What Mm -hmm. were some of the aha moments for you when you started to think about creation care? Um, It was one of the main ones was how, even though we're in Ohio, like you said, um, I can affect the ocean um, because I have always loved marine animals and uh, have always had like this, whenever I look out at the ocean, whenever we would go to the beach when I was younger, I would just have this sense of peace and sense of awe. And um, the fact that the products that I'm using and the um, things that I buy are affecting animals thousands of miles away is was my oh my gosh Michael you have that chance to change basically the world I love it go change the world for us please (laughs) Um, so and that's sort of interesting because you know um, I'm not sure if you're quite aware but we launched the last straw campaign last uh, week at EEN which is all about people taking a pledge to not use plastic straws anymore um because they're a huge problem in the ocean, of course, because, you know, they don't get recycled and then they end up in the ocean and hurt the animals and create a lot of pollution. So I, I love it that, like, like being landlocked. So I'm from the Gulf Coast, right? So it's sort of natural that I love, right, uh, the ocean and mm-hmm. the Gulf. Um, but, I, but being – so where did you have that discovery? Which beach were you at when you had that discovery? Um, it was Emerald Isle. 
and I think it's South Carolina. Okay, yeah. I was I was very like popular. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And was it a church trip or was it a family vacation? It was a family vacation. So, um, so this led you to start being more proactive. All your it's sort of like God's just like holding your hand and walking alongside you, right? And um, mm-hmm. so, tell us how you found out about um, uh, YECA. Um, that's a funny story because we at Malone, we added a new environmental studies major, but it's a companion major. So like you can't only major environmental studies. So um, my advisor was like, Hey, we have this new major. You should add it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) And um, then she was like, by the way, you have to have an internship. So I was like, okay. And then she told me about YACA, and I applied, and um, it was kind of, like, super fast because, like, I found out about YACA, the fellowship, three days before it was, like, the application was due. So, um, yeah, but I'm so thankful I did. So, and I know that you have training and you have retreats and everything. Um, Tell us a little bit about how, the program and the internship, I mean, the fellowship worked for you? Um, it was, it was amazing. Um, we went to, I drove to Indiana for the fellows retreat um, and met with Kyle and a few other members of YCA staff and then met the three other fellows um, that I would be working with. And um, it was kind of, it kind of reminded me of like a church camp. Um, we would have campfires at night We'd play games, um, and it was it was a lot of bonding time for us. And then um, after that week, we came back to our own lives and uh, went to college. And um, we it was that like main connection that we made during that week was super helpful whenever we were needing support or um, help in any way from the other fellows. Now, I'm assuming that each one of y'all had a project. Is that correct? Yes. And so tell us about your project. Okay. So my project um, was we, I started out with a different project. I wanted to decrease the um, use of styrofoam on campus, but um, that had to go through more administration than I thought it did. So um in order to get the project done in the time of my fellowship, I, I changed it. So I, um, was, I decided to, um, create a club, an environmental club for, as like a sort of companion for the new major. Um, so, um, we had to, I had to come up with a name, um, a mission, and um, I had to get people involved. So once I got um, my uh, fellow officers, they, them and I uh, sat down and wrote down a constitution, which is one of Malone's policies for having a club. And um, we wrote it and um, are hopefully going to send it in this coming semester to get it approved. We've already had it edited. Um, all it needs is just send in. So, um, we're 
on the way to becoming official. Awesome. And did um, do you have to have like a uh, faculty advisor? Yes, um, that's my advisor, Dr. Colley. Super. So, what do you think? Some of the things. Well, I'm going to stop myself. Well, let's go back to styrofoam. <laughs> styrofoam is a huge problem. Um, and I'm assuming, so in Atlanta, we can recycle styrofoam because we have a major mm-hmm. styrofoam uh, manufacturing plant here. Uh, but many people don't know it. And, of course, of all the things, styrofoam is just horrible in regards to how it, you know, breaks apart and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. So what were some, so how is styrofoam used on, on campus? Um, we have a cafe that um, you can, like, that students order food from and drinks. And uh, it's mainly kind of like for students that don't really have time to go up to the cafeteria in between classes. Um, and everything, all the food that you order is comes in styrofoam containers. So... <laughs> So do they have recycling on campus? Yeah, we have recycling, but um, not for styrofoam. It's mainly papers and plastics. Mm -hmm. And so when when you started your project, before you found out, was faculty sort of open to the conversation, or our staff, were they open to the conversation, or they were just like, oh, no? Mm-hmm. Um, they were the responses that I got. Seemed, they seemed like they were pretty open to it, but at the time that I was trying to um, make this change and kind of get more information, um, there were uh, there was a decrease in workers in the like uh, area that I was trying to get information from. So. Um, the woman that I was trying to contact was super busy and um, trying to like keep things going on campus that she mm-hmm. didn't really have time to um, like talk about it. But I think that if it's brought up later and that's what I was thinking about, like keeping it on as like a club project, um, I think they're going to be open to it once, maybe because maybe once they find out like how bad it is and, that it can be recycled. Right. Or so at least that, either. Or that there's. Re- sorry. No, you no, it's Or at least like there's alternatives to it. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of the conversation, right? Is like, mm-hmm. like, you know, find the best solution for the place you're at. So, you know, maybe yeah. you won't get rid of styrofoam, but at least you'll get it, re- get it recycled. Right. Um, and there's so many alternatives now to styrofoam. Mm-hmm. Um, I know cost is always a challenge, um, but I'm assuming for a university the size of Malone, um, they'll never be able to match the price of styrofoam, but at least mm-hmm. they'll be able to, um, you know, buy in bulk in a way that's meaning they, they they'll have meaningful savings. Right. So. Um, yeah, styrofoam. Ugh. And and the thing that I, I'll yeah. tell you this really quickly. I was with my mother and we were in a store 
and they were selling styrofoam cups and they were trying uh, there was like green labeling all over it and they were saying it's recyclable and it's this and it's that and blah 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 but it doesn't talk about like it uses six more times energy to create styrofoam than it does mm-hmm. um paper plate so it's bad from an energy perspective um of course it's petroleum products so that means you know it's more oil and drilling and um <clears throat> and you know even though it is recyclable if they don't recycle it um and we were in the middle of nowhere alabama there's there's no recycling period except uh metal mm-hmm. so you know it's like well that's great that it's recyclable but there's no place here to recycle it so you know it's pretty pretty lame packaging to say oh you can recycle it yeah and and where right. do you expect to recycle it in nowhere alabama i'm just saying you know <laughs> right so <laughs> um, yeah, so and that's the other thing. Is like just because it is recyclable doesn't mean you are recycling it, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, cool. Well, I really love the idea of um, the club taking it on as a project. And, of course, you know, with more people, you'll be able to sort of spread the, spread the work across people um, and engage yeah. more people, right? So we're going to Mm -hmm. take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode of EEN Moms Talk. If you want to engage more with us, you can follow us on Instagram at EEN Moms. You can follow us on Twitter at EEN underscore Moms. Or you can join our private Facebook group at EEN Moms. Just click to join, and we approve you in the group. If you want to download our free Bible study, hop over to creationcare.org and you can download it there. We really believe community is the key to everything, so we hope you will make us part of yours. Now, back to our guest. Okay, so now we're back, um, and I want to talk, we've been talking about the club, and I'm sort of excited for the club. So is it something that is going to meet, like, on a monthly basis or, you know, every other month, or do you have any plans for that yet? Yeah, we are planning to meet once a week wow. um, to keep people involved. Um, I feel like meeting once a week would um, make people realize that how important it is and um, make them feel more involved because, um I if I would go to a meeting that was only once a month, I wouldn't feel super involved. I would feel like the people that were in charge would be doing everything that I would just I was just there. So that's um, part of the reason why it's going to be weekly. I, I love the idea of weekly. I think that's great. And the the nice thing about weekly is is you will really bond with your fellow club members. Mm-hmm. So we know you're going to tackle styrofoam, and you, we know you got a board in place. So are there any other sort of ideas about what you're going to be doing or trying to do? Yeah, we have actually been talking um, a few ideas. One of them is to um, raise money to um, get a water bottle refilling station, like the ones you see in airports. Oh, yes. um, yeah, because um, there's a lot of push for using reusable water bottles that's the only thing we have is like water fountains and it's not filtered so um i feel like the filtered water bottle station would increase the i mean decrease the use of plastic water bottles Absolutely. and then I mean, we also yeah 
and then our second idea was um, we have at Giant Eagle in Canton, we have a place to recycle the plastic grocery bags. So we were thinking about putting like a box or a tub in each dorm and maybe having a competition, see how many people can um, like put their plastic grocery bags in there and then the club members will go around count them and take them to recycling and then whoever wins would have like a pizza party or something. That's really fun. Mhm. So maybe if you get established, sorry, I can't help. Like I'm like this is so exciting. So um <laughs> but maybe if you get established you can convince like the alumni club to buy a shopping bag for every student at the beginning of the year so they don't have to get plastic bags. That would be you know, with oh, with the yeah, logo with the idea. school. Right, because um, mm-hmm. recycling plastic bags critical, and you're still going to end up with tons, no matter even if you know, even when you have the shopping bag. But anything that will help reduce. So really, that those right. are great ideas, um, and I love mm-hmm. sort of the action oriented and the awareness that comes. You know, because I also think that you know when you so. I'm just now. Are, is is Malone doing anything already in regards to sort of creation care? Um, yeah, they have uh, recycling bins all over the place, um, and um, on every floor of every dorm, there's a bottle, plastic bottle recycling bin and a paper recycling bin. But um, yeah, and they're super. Um, we have a greenhouse. And um, I think there's some compost happening, not super, not a lot, and it's not used by everybody, but I know some professors use it. Cool. And do you have an EV charging station yet? No, I don't think so. A, we just gave our pastor for his birthday. He got a, a Nissan Leaf, and um, we have we have some pretty higher up sustainability people at the church. And so we gave him his own EV charger to be installed at the church. So he could charge his EV at church. Oh, wow. So, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very fun. So, um, well, that's really cool. So, uh, I'm just really looking forward to hearing about, um, you know, all the things the clubs do, but let's talk a little bit. You just hosted an event. Um, sort of mm-hmm. as a, I guess, sort of as a kickoff to the the club. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us about that event. Yeah, so it was partnered with Moms Clean Air Force, um, and we it was basically an environmental action panel um, where it connected creation care with your faith. So we had myself and three science professors who agreed to come and kind of basically tell their story about how they connect their faith with their environmentally friendly lifestyle. Um, And we got pizza and cookies to, it was kind of like an enticing of students to come. And then um, we also got approved for a spiritual formation opportunity credit so that we have to have 20 of those each semester and it was towards the end of the semester so that kind of brought out a bigger crowd um so we had 45 in attendance and um 
I think it was super um, well received. We had seven people uh, give us contact information to um, get more information about the new environmental club. And then um, a representative from YCA was also there. And we had two people sign their call to action cards. So I would say it was pretty successful. Yeah, I think so. So sort of curious about the professors. Did did um, did they talk about how their call to do science also met their faith life, or was it pretty much just sort of like this is the science kind of stuff? It was definitely how their call to science met with their faith life. Um, it was a lot. You hear a lot of science people talk about how. Um, you can be both a Christian and in the science field, but they don't exactly tell you like why or how. Um, and this panel told how you can be both, how you can be both a Christian and an environmental steward um, because God calls us to be stewards of the earth and it's not an either or. So, um, I feel like a lot of people's excuses are, well, I'm a Christian, so um, I can't do anything to science, but um, definitely, definitely not true. I think you broke up there for a minute. So um, can we repeat that? Um, You're talking about students. Um, think they can't do anything about science because they're a Christian. Yeah, but I, I was just saying that's not true um, because, like, for example, I am a biology major, but I'm also a Christian. So it's like kind of, um, kind of like YUCA's mission talks about how it's our it helps our Christian discipleship to work in this field. Um, it just goes to show how true how not true it is that we can, how we can be both. And do you feel like students are receptive to that message that you can be Christian and be engaged in science? I feel, I feel like, yes, um, they are. Um, At one of the other events that I had, um, I had one, we had one student um, like openly share that she had never really thought about creation care or um, climate action, and after the event, she had her eyes open to how she can help and how she can be a part of it. So I feel like it is. I just feel like um, they don't talk about it too much, but that's kind of what I want this club to do is to open up the um, space for people to talk about it. Right, because I think that's the other thing is, is right, I mean, there's so many topics we're afraid to talk about as Americans now, mm-hmm. right? Because we have become um, we become a uh, avoid we avoid conflict um, because mm-hmm. you know we just all let's just all get along. And I, look, I'm all about all getting along. I'm I'm absolutely about that. But if we don't sort of have intentional intellectual uh, conversation where people may have different points of view. Um, mm-hmm. at least when you, you know, if you, if you only, are you, are you only surround yourself with people who, who, who think like you, 
then we lose diversity that God gave us in humans, right? We lose mm-hmm. that that you know, God made all of us. So we need we need to love everyone, but we need to understand them too. So I think I think that's one of the things that's really challenging and and what's it's a cultural thing. It's definitely an American thing. I don't know if it's like a British thing, but um but if you go to the Mediterranean, like if you go to Israel, or you go to Italy or Greek, there'll there'll be, you know, all these open air cafes and there'll be these these um people having like heated you think they're angry, right? But it's just they're passionate about what they're talking about. And like the conflict the conflict doesn't change the character or the nature of the relationship with people. Right? Just because you don't agree, you know, we can all go home and be friends and, you know, come out the next day and debate something else and just you know what I'm saying? So it is a cultural right. thing we have and um I just think it's so important for us to open our ears. We need to open our eyes, but also open our ears and just ask Jesus to let us hear the message of the other person. So um, uh, congratulations for continuing to have those conversations. Because I know for a lot of evangelical Christians, especially ones who are developing their faith as young adults, coming out of, um, you know, their their home life, uh, they're going to be exposed to things they may have never thought about and then they have to figure out, like, now you're an adult, you're in college, you know, you mm-hmm. you got to figure it out for yourself. So it's sort of an exciting place to be working, I think. Mm-hmm. It is. So, okay, so let's talk about um, things that you do. I always like to hear what people are doing. So, like, just to give you an example, one of our guests, um, they started composting, and her husband went, like, super composting and decided to weigh everything. So he has a spreadsheet mm-hmm. of their, like, weekly composting. <laughs> I'm not saying you should do this. I just <laughs> thought it was, so, like, this is so fun, right? And they had figured yeah. out that they had diverted 800 pounds um, from the gar- the landfill because of the compost they were doing in their garden. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I know. So what are you doing? Um, I um have been recycling all of my water bottles that I've used. I've been trying not to use them, but um I've been trying to recycle them. Um coming from we didn't have um recycling at our house, but we also didn't go through many water bottles. Um, but coming to college and like my first few years, I I just didn't recycle because um, it was typical college student thoughts is too far away and the trash can is right here, so I'm just gonna throw it away. Um, but yeah, I've been making a conscious effort to either not use the water bottles or um, to recycle them, and um, if I do have to use um, and. So the three R's, all right, um, of sustainability or for is reduce, reuse, recycle, right? So recycle is mm-hmm. the last option, but it's the reduction to begin mm-hmm. with, which is why I love the club's ambitious goal to get a water bottle filling station. I think that's just really great. Yeah. So um, are there any other things that you're doing? Um, we as a club are um, participating in cleanups around the Canton area. Um, the club actually did one with another organization, Ohio Oceans Foundation. Um, 
and they cleaned up the um, park around the Hall of Fame stadium. And um, I was actually told that there were people that visited there after the cleanup and um, had commented how clean it was and how nice it was. And it hasn't been like that for a while. So um, we're doing a lot of lot of things trying to get the community involved as well. That's really, really cool. So um, there's lots of campuses doing things all over the country, and I've been very honored to learn some of the things that campuses are doing. Um, so mm-hmm. have you all started thinking about, like, energy efficiency yet? Um, we started to, but um, we kind of want to get um, established and kind of get our name out there before doing anything mm-hmm. super, super big. But, yeah, it's definitely on our radar. Right. And do, are are y'all, um, um, like, a lot of universities, and these are universities, not colleges, are sort of, like, committed to building LEED for new buildings. Do you know if your campus has any kind of policy for that? We're not – I'm not sure. Um, we're definitely going to uh, get into contact with the um, maintenance place and kind of the physical plant and kind of um, see what there is and what the policies are before we um, try to make too many um, plans. <laughs> but yeah, that's such a good idea though, because a lot of people go, "Okay, we're going to do this," and they don't talk to faculty and they don't talk to staff, and then all of a sudden they've right. gotten everybody excited, and then the staff is like, uh, "No." So um, right. that is very wise to to start with them. Um, because you always want to be working with staff and faculty, not against them, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, uh, you said you're um, two hours south of where you go to school. Are you in a in like a in a small town or? Yeah, it's a pretty small town. It's a Belfry, Ohio, which I've never heard of, and and they don't have recycling there. Um, they do. We do. Um, we actually just, um, since I went to college, the um, city uh, gave us, not gave us, but we paid for a recycling bin. So, and there's now a recycling um, company that comes around and picks it up. So that, and my family has actually been starting to recycle. And um, with that, before we recycled, but, like, we didn't have a place to do it from the house. We'd have to take it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So this makes it more convenient. And I think I've seen a lot of people increase their recycling around my neighborhood. So I, I'd say that's, that's also a success. Yeah, I'm about to say that's pretty exciting. Um, and mm-hmm. do, you, do you feel like – so I'm I'm curious about your parents. Like, what do they think about all this creation care stuff? They're on board with it. They're very, are very teaching Sorry, are they? Are you teaching them? Or are they teaching you, or is it sort of a mutual thing? Um, I feel like it's mutual. Um, the more scientific um, stuff that I'm learning from college, I'll bring back. But um, yeah, that we're kind of we kind of keep everybody like each other accountable for um, the recycling since it's newer. Um. Like, instead of throwing boxes away, we'll, like, tell each other, be like, hey, that can be recycled. Um, So I'm – it's definitely a mutual thing. 
that's really cool. Um, I certainly have influenced my family, um, some more than others. I have uh, two <laughs> siblings, and I, my favorite story is my sister. You know, I didn't say anything, right? I was just telling her what I was doing kind of thing. And then one day she calls me, and she says, guess what I did today? And I said, what? And she goes, I went and took a class from the county extension office on how to compost. You did what? And I just sort of tossed things into my compost bin kind of thing. And um, like three or four weeks later, I'm like, guess what we did today? What? They dug up a third of their back. Now, they live in Florida, and Florida has – everyone has pools, so they have very small yards. But they had dug up like a mm-hmm. third of their backyard to put in a garden. I was like, I'm so impressed. Wow. I know. It's a lot more than I do. I have blueberry bushes <laughs> that, you know, I kill periodically and have to replant. So – um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's sort of cool. I mean, I think that's sort of the fun thing. Like, there's there's a journey that you know um, you end up on with your family that you don't expect, and it becomes mm-hmm. really cool to see you know what the family members do based on where they live and you know how they're yeah. they're impacted. Yeah. So if you had one message for college students out there or maybe, you know, a couple of messages, what would you tell them? Um, probably the main thing that I learned is that one person can make the difference. Um, I know that was like part of my problem coming into this internship and this fellowship was the fact that I was in the back of my mind. It was like, well, you're just one person. And if you're the only person that cares about it, then there's really no use to get anybody to help you. But unless people know what you're doing and unless people um, see what you're doing, then they're not going to, one, they're not going to know how to help or they're not going to know your stance on something or um, they're not going to get the chance to have their mind changed. So being that one person might be scary, but um, it's worth it. And then you get to see all the other people that, you know, you sort of help along the way. hmm So what do your friends think? I'm just curious, like, where are they? Um, they are in the same boat that I am. They, um, because main, they're mainly all zoo and wildlife biology majors, so we all mm-hmm. have the same thoughts. Um, <clears throat> so they want to get involved, um, I had one of my friends want to join the officer part of the club. So we now have four of us, including myself, um, instead of three. So I'm super excited to, like, go along this journey with them because um, mm-hmm. we're all learning. But um, I feel like they're definitely on board with um, being more active in the climate action and creation care. Cool. Um, so, so let's. I'm going to add. This is probably. Well, we'll see. Um, so, you know, part of the mission of EEN and YECA is to sort of like say, there's lots you can do at home, and there's lots you can do in your mm-hmm. community. Um, but you know, it's important to vote and be involved um, in the political process. So, mm-hmm. is that something that's intimidating or confusing to? To college students, do you think, or is that something where you're like, no, we got it, we're in? (laughs) Um, I'd say it's definitely intimidating. Um, I know 
when it comes to the politics, it's not even just about creation care, um, about anything really. If you say the wrong thing around somebody and you say it in the con- context of political information, they can become defensive. And um, when you're trying to do the kind of work that I'm doing, um, it I kind of have to watch what I say, but also say it anyway, but in a nicer way or in a different right. context. So, um, yeah, it's definitely intimidating. But, I mean, there's there's a part of it that, like, a part of my mind that's like, oh, you could just, you got this, but it's it's definitely scary. Right. Well, I mean, nobody wants nobody wants to be attacked for their beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. And especially when you're sort of taking a leadership role, like you are. Yeah. So I totally get that. Um, but, you know, I guess I'm very lucky because the reason my mom lives in nowhere, Alabama, is because she's a United Methodist minister. And um, I'm so blessed to have, you know, someone who can really be wise counsel. And, you know, she's, mm-hmm. she's always reminding me, and I'm, I'm old enough to be your mother. So, um, but she's always reminding me, like, you know, how would Jesus say it? Like, not just what mm-hmm. would Jesus do, but how would he say it, you know? And if you yep. sort of remember those fruits of the Spirit from Corinthians that Paul um, gave us, that, um, you know, with kindness and patience and love and, um, you know, self-discipline, you know, not fly off the handle, yeah. like I maybe want to do every once in a while. You know, sometimes I want to just say, you're <laughs> ding dong. You know, I'm not talking to you. Mm-hmm. So, um, But we're called to be better than that. And so um, I think that's why it's such a great uh, thing you're doing because you do get to use your discipleship, right? Part of your discipleship is using those fruits mm-hmm. of the Spirit to talk about this topic. Yeah. Okay, so any we, we got we got like three more minutes. Anything else you want to say? I don't think so. I think we covered everything. Well, you did a great job, and I so enjoyed having this conversation. And I know our audience is going to be really excited to hear about all the great uh, work you're doing. So um, we're going to put you on our prayer list and be praying for your success. And we look forward to hearing um, more about it and. Um, just the best of luck with the club. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. So I really love this part of our work for uh, uh, EEN. And, um, you know, as moms, I think the lesson and takeaway is, is is you can instill this in your children's hearts and then you don't know where God's going to lead them to, you know, whether it's to lead a club like Michael or, uh, you know, do work um, in the sustainability movement or do creation care work in the the church or lead a, you know, a Bible study or whatever um, that, you know, if you... it's just like you anchor Jesus in your children's heart every single day, you know, anchoring this idea of discipleship and what discipleship looks like, which, of course, one of the things is creation care. It's not the only thing, but, you know, one of the things um, is creation care. 
that um, we really will be making great strides to correct some of the challenges we are facing right now. So I hope you enjoyed, Michael. I was just so thrilled to meet her. I helped um, long distance um, sort of guide the conversation about the event at Malone and um, was just so glad to hear that it was a success. So that wraps up this week's uh, episode of EEM Moms Talks. And hopefully, I'm I'm, I'm trying to get a couple of um, folks lined up for the next couple of weeks. Uh, and um, we might do something sort of crazy live. Um, I'm going to be in Columbus, Ohio, for the United Methodist Women's Assembly, and so we may do some type of funny combination kind of thing. So stay tuned. God bless. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of EEM Mom's Talk. You'll be able to get more information on our website at Creation Care. And we hope that you will like and subscribe to these podcasts on iTunes or your other favorite podcast player. 